Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Speaking of Gardner, Gardner, we're going to be talking about Sauce Gardner and his team in this segment. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. We are obligated to talk about the New York Jets every single day on this show because they're the team that have the most interest, that everybody's most fascinated to see how things are going to go for them this year. But I don't know that I believe, coming off of episode one of Hard Knocks, Michelle, that they're the team that has really the biggest target on their back. I don't think that that's the right way to express who they are in the NFL this season. Do you think a better way to frame it is do they have the most pressure? Do they have the highest expectations? Because you're right. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have the biggest target on their back out of any team in the NFL. They're not only the reigning champions, but they've been the best team in the league for, what, the past five years? Um, give or take. So I think that as long as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are still in Kansas City and they're still performing in the manner in which they are right now, teams are going to prepare more and get a little more juiced up to play the Kansas City Chiefs. However, I do think that when you are the hottest kid on the block and Mm -hmm. when you're in every headline, other teams use that as motivation. They're talking about the Jets. They're talking about Aaron Rodgers. They're disrespecting you because no one's paying attention to us. They will uh-huh. use that as fuel when they play the Jets. Look, the Jets, I guess, don't control how much the media pays attention to them. I mean, they they acquired Aaron Rodgers, so I imagine they knew that this was going to be a bit of a circus. Um, I think they're the most polarizing team in the league. That's the way I would express it. Not that they have, like, high variance, like I think they could be terrible or great. I actually think they're going to end up being pretty mediocre, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. I don't think they can block. I don't think their defense is as good as a lot of people think it is. Um, But I I also would just say that because of Rodgers, I just think you – everybody has an opinion on them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, everybody wants to call Triple Eight, say, ESPN and give us their Aaron Rodgers opinion, their Jets take. So I wouldn't say that they have the biggest target on their back. I I think that they're the most polarizing team in the league, and I think they actually have a lot of haters, which is funny because the Jets normally are a team that, you know, they're America's lovable losers, but I don't think that's the case this year. So you watch, I watched the first episode of Hard Knocks. I know you haven't yet because you were watching the Johnny Manziel no, documentary. I, I watched it last night. You I did? logged through. Yes. Okay. I promised you that I would, and now I've seen the first episode of Hard Knocks. So I'm okay, here to answer all word. your questions. Yes. A man of his uh, a man of his word, Aaron Goldhammer. Appreciate that from you. Well, then we can discuss this, really, because one of the main themes of the episode was all the outside noise and all the haters. And Robert Sala's speech about how crows attack eagles and eagles fly high to suffocate the crows and the crows aka the haters fall by the wayside so i do think that and at the end of the episode they address the sean payton comments about nathaniel hackett so not only are we talking about the jets and fans are talking about the jets you have other coaches talking about the jets they're now on hard knocks they they do have a target on their back. They do have a lot of, of haters and people that are expecting them to fail or hoping that they fail. I'm in that camp, 
I I am not rooting for them. I am the Joker here trying to, you know, uh, see, you know, this thing fail and totally just, you know, fracture Um, just because Rodgers has rubbed me the wrong way. um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they won 10 games and made the playoffs, but I really would be shocked if they were in the Super Bowl. So this whole notion that they're like a real contender – That I don't see. I think there's really about five or six teams to me that can really win. Uh, Maybe it's a few more than that, seven, eight. And I don't think the Jets are one of the eight. You know, I think think there are two teams in the division that hypothetically could. It would not uh, seem surprising to me at all for the the Jets to finish third. If I was laying it out right now, I think that's Mm -hmm. where I would have them in their own division. So – Let's do this exercise. And the seven teams that you realistically think are competing for a Super Bowl. You obviously have the Chiefs, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Are you throwing the Bills in there? Um, yeah, I guess I have to. I mean, okay. I really am impressed by Josh Allen. And talk about flying under the radar. I feel like they are this year. Because everyone um, think, is saying they might have taken a step back and regressed. Right. I would say Baltimore and Cincinnati. Okay. I, I think there's a world in which the Browns could win the Super Bowl, but there's also a world in which they could go 5-12. and 12. That's the crazy variance team to me. Um, Are you throwing then, the Cowboys in the mix? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. I think that I have trouble seeing. Um, Niner, the 49ers? Yeah, I, that, I could, that I could see more. I just think that would be like, um, you know, the Brad Johnson or Nick Foles Super Bowl team. Like, there is this weird formula that happens once in a while we're a team that doesn't have a franchise quarterback, but it's just awesome everywhere else that they could actually make the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'd put them in the mix. But that's kind of about it. I mean, is there anybody I'm missing? Let's see. Did you – you didn't say the Chargers. Would you put no. them in that mix? No. No chance. No. Nope. Um, Not with that coach. What about – I'm going to just throw some other teams out randomly. What about uh, – oh, the Dolphins. Did you mention the Dolphins yet? I don't think so. I, okay. I I just don't have enough faith that Tua could stay healthy. There were times last year where they were playing like number one in the power rankings. I'll say yeah. that. What about the Jaguars? They were in the playoffs. We think that Trevor Lawrence will take another step. Maybe. Maybe they're sort of in that Browns-ish territory where like everything would have to break perfect for them. But I really think the list of Super Bowl contenders isn't very long. And, you know, the Jets have big high-end talent. In my experience, if you can't block anybody like this, it's really hard to win when you have a 40-year-old quarterback and you're having trouble blocking. And so that if this has come to mind and come to crystallization for me. It's not just that I'm rooting for it. It's that I think that it's the most likely way that it ends up going. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Michelle Smallman. We're in for the guys. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. You can visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. Let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation Two-A-Days. Time is here. On ESPN Radio. The Buffalo Bills. Blue 58. Go. This is Elena Getzenberg covering the Bills. And the biggest storyline for Buffalo going into training camp is how and if the Bills offense can take a step forward in year two under Ken Dorsey. The Bills offense was inconsistent in the second half of the 2022 season. Going into this year, the front office addressed some of the issues by adding to the skill positions and the interior of the offensive line. The lingering question, though, is if those additions were enough, with teams effectively taking away Stefan Diggs at times last year, leading in part to some lingering frustration. Quarterback Josh Allen said that he needs to adjust his game 
to avoid turnovers and to stay as healthy as possible, including making better decisions on when to take hits. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. We go from the Jets to their division rivals in Buffalo. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman. We are presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. Um, I think that sums it up on the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is awesome, but I don't mm-hmm. think he himself individually, Michelle, is going to be carrying anybody to the Super Bowl. He is awesome, and the Bills have been awesome for the past few seasons, but they just can't get over that threshold. I, I think back to that shootout that they had with the Chiefs, and in that game, only Patrick Mahomes, I think, could have taken down the Bills in that moment, and I truly believe... seconds. I mean, only the Bills right? could have taken down the Bills in that moment. They really had the game won. Yeah, Unreal, but don't you? I I believe that if they would have won that game, we could be talking about the Bills as Super Bowl champions because they were that good and they were hot at the right time. But I do wonder about this team. See, they're they're one of those teams, Aaron. Where I look at them last season, they won thirteen games, they lost three. Those three losses were by a combined eight points. They were really, really good last year. And I know that there was tension with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. I know the turnovers with Josh Allen. I know the red zone turnovers with Josh Allen. But I still think that because of the division and how tough the AFC is, that we might be sleeping on the Bills a little bit. Look, I I have a positive thing here to say about the Bills, and I have a a concerning one, I guess, for them. Um, The positive one, I I think the DeMar Hamlin story is going to really rally them together. Um. And I think last year, it's hard not to say by the time they got to the playoffs and actually played a game against the Cincinnati Bengals that it wasn't a factor, you know, that it wasn't a part of the... I mean, that they basically saw one of their teammates collapse and for a moment be dead on the yeah. field in front of them. So I think that that was just emotionally exhausting. I could see how that could be the case and be part of the reason why ultimately... You know, they came out flat and it transitioned to the way they played on the field in the divisional game against Cincinnati, where they really didn't play well and got beat at home. The the one that's concerning to me is they didn't take advantage, Michelle, of Josh Allen on the rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the window where they needed to capitalize and win. And they didn't do it. And so now they're going to have to try to do this with this big albatross on their books which is that they're paying one of the highest quarterback salaries in the NFL. And when you draft a guy like Josh Allen, you want to try to maximize and really prioritize the time when he's on that rookie deal and you're getting him at a bargain basement price. Another thing I'm looking at with the Bills, not only is their division tough and the AFC is a gauntlet, their schedule as a whole is really tough. They have one of the five toughest schedules in the NFL. They're playing the NFC East. So if they do take a step back... They're, they're not going to have many easy spots in their schedule this year. Yeah, I think they're a playoff team. They feel like 11-6 and six to me, something like that, where they take a little bit of a step back in the regular season. Um, I still believe Sean McDermott is a good coach. Mm-hmm. Do you have concerns about their defense? Because it did seem like once Von Miller went down last year, they couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback at all. Yeah, I do. I do have concerns about the defense. The, the thing is, with the Bills, I... Kind of like we talked about the Cowboys, the way that the Cowboys can somehow cowboy it up when they're right at the goal line. I have the same feeling about the Bills. Even though they have so much talent, don't you feel like at some point they're just gonna it's just gonna not work out for them? And I know you can't quantify that, but it just feels that way. I would I would agree. I, I they that's what their season has been the last couple of years. They didn't disappoint in Kansas City. 
uh, it, until they had the lead with 13 seconds to go and couldn't finish the thing off. Um, and I wonder, too, I guess the last thought here is, how much does that still linger with them? I mean, think about just sort of the emotional ups and downs of Buffalo for the last couple of years. They've got as much pressure on them as any franchise. You know, no Buffalo team has ever won a championship in any sport. They've got these four trips to the Super Bowl in a row. They didn't win one. And they've also got the, uh, what is it, the uh, Tennessee Miracle, the Touchdown Titans. What is it? What is it called? What is it? The, the Music City Miracle. There Music City Miracle. The Tennessee Miracle. I was I like, Monday Night that. Miracle? That's not right. I was trying to place it, too. They've got they've got some of the most brutal losses in NFL history on their resume as a franchise. So they've got some demons, I think, out there. It's just part of what you're saying to defeat in order for them to get it done. That is the story with the Buffalo Bills, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation two a day. Time is here on ESPN Radio. The Minnesota Vikings. This is Kevin Seifert covering the Vikings. There might be other Vikings camp storylines with more relevance specifically to the 2023 season, but in the big picture, nothing is more important than answering whether Kirk Cousins, whose contract expires next spring, can compel the team to extend his deal. That question will hover over every day of the Vikings' summer, fall, and winter. Cousins did find a groove during the second half of last season, and there is hope that he will carry that into training camp and the regular season this year. If so, the Vikings likely will try to bring him back for 2024 and possibly beyond. But if he does not, or he simply shows his age, he'll turn 35 in August after all, the Vikings will go into scramble mode next winter. Veteran backup Nick Mullins is not a likely heir, and unless fifth-round rookie Jaron Hall puts on a show in training camp, the team will be forced to find a new immediate starter. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. I'm done waiting for Kirk Cousins to win the big game. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman, Agreed that it's the biggest thing that's hovering over this team because last year they go 13-4. and four. They have this magical ride in the regular season. The game where they beat Buffalo was one of the craziest ever. They also then have this uh, incredible comeback. What were they down, 33 to nothing or something? 30, and they could, at halftime. Oh, my. 33 nothing. They, they to come the back to, to beat the Colts uh, in a totally wild one. Then their luck ran out, and that playoff performance – as much as they had a great year with the best wide receiver in the NFL, blah, 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 that playoff performance is all anybody in Minneapolis can talk about. Yeah, these are one, the Vikings are a team that I expect to take a step back this year simply because what they did last year was so remarkable. Winning, what were they, 11-0 in regular season games decided by eight points or less? Like, that's not going to happen this year. Not sustainable. They had a no. negative point differential, and they went 13-4. and four. That's outrageous. So I, I imagine the record is going to drop significantly. The offense is going to look different without Dalvin Cook. Um, the defense wasn't great last year. So even though they have certain things to be excited, and by the way, the division got better. Justin Fields added some weapons. He's expected to take a step forward. The Lions are on the come up. Yeah, we don't know what to did, expect with the Packers. They did let that Aaron Rodgers guy go somewhere else. So that True. was a big win, I think, overall for Minnesota. But I, I get what you're saying. I'm just wondering, where are they better? Like, Make the case to me. Look at the roster and try to tell me where they're better than they were last year. And I just don't think Kirk Cousins is magically going to come out of an offseason where he was on a popular Netflix television show. <laughs> 
and start throwing big-time touchdown passes in big-time games. We know what Kirk Cousins is. He's good. I'm, th- this isn't like I'm not trying to do a Kirk Cousins smear campaign, but I, I think we've seen him enough to know that he's just good enough to get you to the playoffs and not quite good enough to get you over the hump in the biggest, most important games going up against the highest quality competition, right? I mean, that's the story of his career. Yeah, I don't think that they really got tremendously improved in the offseason. A lot of players left. The one thing about the defense, though, is that with Brian Flores there, maybe they could take a step forward, but I'm with you. I don't look at them on paper and say, yeah, they look better than last year, and I think that all of those close games that they edged out last year is sustainable or that they can surpass that in any way. Yeah, they're in football purgatory. You know, they're not, it's not football hell. They're not in Arizona, but they're not in Kansas City or Philadelphia either. And I think one of the worst places you can be in sports is stuck in the middle. So I think they've got some crazy Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell, I think is a good head coach, had mm-hmm. a really good first year last year. I think they've got some big decisions to make. They've already made some of them. I mean, Michelle, just up and cutting Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Like, that's one that, you know, I know everybody thinks running backs are dime a dozen and they're super easy to, but I don't know. I have a feeling that they're going to be sitting there, you know, in the fourth quarter of a game with a three-point lead, wishing they had that guy to give the ball to to run the clock out as opposed to Alexander Madison. So they're a fascinating team. I would not make them the favorite to win that division in my mind. But I could see them going like 10 and 7 and making the playoffs. Yeah, I think that they're still in the playoff conversation, but I think they subtracted more than they added. Do you have the Lions winning that division? I think the Packers might win the division. Wow, really? I listened to Mike Tannenbaum on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You can go back uh, wherever you get your podcasts, search the Canty and Carlin podcast, and Mike Tannenbaum told us it's the sleeper team. A lot of people think they're being undervalued in the betting market, at least I know. I don't know what Justin Fields is going to be, but I know the rest of the team's pretty darn good. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. Those are our two-a-days on both the Buffalo Bills and on the Minnesota Vikings. Up next, can Geno Smith do this again? And is he really the second-best quarterback in the NFC? We get to it on Canty and Carlin. Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. 
The countdown to kickoff rolls on. 28 days until the NFL season begins. Prescott has had a fantastic night. Windows my whole career. You want to win the Super Bowl. Continuing coverage. Touchdown for Lamar Jackson. Camp to camp. Team to team. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. Well, they were one of the biggest surprises in the NFL a year ago. Can the rustless Seahawks do it again? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can follow me. I'm on Twitter at HammerNation19. Michelle, is it M. Smallman, S-M-A-L-L-M-O-N. To the hotline we go. The Seattle Seahawks have a preseason game tonight, and Michael Sean Dugar covers them. For The Athletic, he joins us now on ESPN Radio. Michael, how surprised was Seattle by the Seahawks last year, and how has it changed the expectations now headed into 2023? The way Geno played was very surprising. Um, He just hadn't looked like that in Seattle in any of his, like, three prior years being here. And I think that kind of got overlooked um, in the discourse. It wasn't as if Geno just signed some vet minimum, minimum deal in April of 2022. Nah, man, he's been here since April of 2019. Um, so I watched, you know, battle against Paxton Lynch one offseason. Um, you know, the loser maybe going to the XFL. Like, that's where Geno's career was here in Seattle at one point. And then all of a sudden, he's just lighting it up. Um, so I don't even think his most fervent believers, um, including Pete Carroll, thought he could play like that over the course of the season. So that was the most surprising thing. And it drastically changed expectations because the way the – way someone like Tariq Willen played, like Pete Carroll's done the fifth-round pick, cornerback, receiver, convert, dang, turn into a – they've done that, right? So Tariq balling, that was, like, great, but it's like, all right, we've seen Pete do that before. Finding another good running back in Ken Walker, again, seen Pete do that before, drafting competent uh, tackles. Pre-Russell Wilson, they've even done that before with, like, a Russell Okung. So, like, Geno was the real surprise. And in this league, when you have a competent quarterback – which no one can really argue at this point. That's what Geno is at minimum. Yeah, you expect to win a lot of games in January. Um, so now that is what's uh, coming in this season right now. He might not play too much like Thursday night or tonight against the Vikings, but this season, Seattle now with a competent quarterback, guy who's making $25 million a year at minimum, they expect to win some games in January. Michael, Sean, when Russell Wilson and the Seahawks had their divorce, a lot of people were wondering what the Seahawks side of things were going to look like in the wake of this. He goes to Denver, has a down season. We already talked about the success that the Seahawks and Geno Smith had. What's the feeling in Seattle about that? Is there a lot of vindication being felt that Russell Wilson hasn't had success after he left the Seahawks? Uh, Yeah, quite a bit of people uh, in Seattle were just rooting for Russ's demise. Uh, Like, if you're on Seahawks Twitter during – it seems like every other week when the Broncos were the only game on television, you know, thanks to the NFL scheduling of last season, it was just rooting for Russ to just be as bad as humanly possible. I think some of that was how Russ, uh, his role in the divorce, and then part of that was Russ stinking up the joint contributed to a higher draft pick. So, which is why I don't think that people will be rooting as strongly for Russ to suck because there's no like draft conversation tied to it uh, in Seattle. Um, I think the other part of it was a lot of people, myself included, were very skeptical of Pete Carroll and John Schneider and this kind of post-Legion of Boom era they've been in for the last half decade and how it just hasn't produced a lot of playoff wins. Um, It's produced some very bad defenses, even including last year, a lot of bad draft classes in that time. 
And last year was like Pete and John telling the world, again, myself included, hey, we know what we're doing. You know, with, and, you know we had to eat some crow a little bit on that. Myself, other people in the media, a lot of fans, because Pete and John just didn't look like they were so hot, you know, uh, in the last few years. And then last year, between the draft class um, and some other free agent signings, like the Chenna Nwosu, um, believing in Gino, like everything they did just hit. It was like they were at the table in, in Vegas and were just hot. Right, and so that just kind of got the benefit of the doubt back in their favor with pretty much everyone locally. Well, if Pete gets a little haughty with you, I mean, you just show him a, a highlight of throwing an interception at the goal line in the Super Bowl, and I, I he's <laughs> you'll get his comeuppance. Michael Sean Dugar is with us. He covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. But I wanted to get even deeper with you and Russ. Like, does the organization feel that way about him? Are there still posters of him, you know, up in the stadium and stuff like that? Or are they organizationally? Do they feel like they their divorce was ugly and they want Russ to fail? Um, I think want Russ to fail is probably strong. Uh, want to kick his ass in the season opener last year, absolutely. Like what he does in the other games, I don't think matter too much to the front office. I just think maybe the big thing with the front office, because when you say organization, we kind of got to split it a little bit because Pete Carroll wears two hats. He's a VP of football ops and he's also the head coach, right? So he's got personnel say, but runs the day-to-day operations of what happens on the field. So from the front office standpoint, it's like, all right, we don't have to deal with him, his camp, maybe floating rumors to Colin Cowherd that he wants to play baseball whenever it's time to negotiate a contract or dealing with all the other people that Russ wants in the building with him during the season that other players don't get access to, other accommodations that come with a superstar quarterback, um, all of that stuff, dealing with his agent, all of that, they're like, all right, cool. We don't have to deal with that anymore. Pop the champagne. Um, I think part of it maybe on the coaching side is um, there was this, Russ believed that he got bigger than the system. Like, hey, I am the system. Put it in my hands. Let me cook. That quite literally became a slogan that he trademarked, let Russ cook. So from the coaching side, I imagine there was a great deal of, all right, you want to cook? Go over there to Denver's kitchen and see how you succeed over there. And they damn near burned that thing down. So that was probably another little I told you so. Something that Pete's never really going to say like publicly. He doesn't really need to. But the results speak for itself. Pete had a way of running things offensively. It, was, it produced one of the best offensive seasons in franchise history. They got a Super Bowl. They got to another one. So I can see why he was like, Russ, I got this. I can also see why Russ was like, no, you don't. Um, and then Russ quarterbacks the worst scoring offense in the league last year. And then Pete produces another Pro Bowl. I think from the coaching side, it was more like, hey, man, we tried to tell you we know what we're doing. I don't know how Russ necessarily feels about that. I'm not really connected to his camp anymore since he's been gone. But, yeah, that's kind of how the coaching side and the front office kind of view the things with Russ lately. Michael Sean, when I think of the Seahawks, I always think of the Legion of Boom. And I know that the defense wants to take a step forward this year. They have an interesting mix of talent. They have young players. They have some proven veterans. What are your expectations for the Seahawks defense this year? I think the run defense should be much, much better. Um, They just have not had luck. Like, have they been able to get some quality defensive backs in this post-Legion of Boom era? The linebacker situation is just clearly, like, the Seahawks need to employ Bobby Wagner. They just never have had a great defense without him uh, on the field, so they just need him. Last year, it was it was just not very good. His two replacements, like Jordan Brooks and, and Cody Barton, they just they weren't ready for that moment, um, at least not over the course of the season. They had flashes, but they had a lot of growing pains, as young players do without a Hall of Famer next to them, coaching them up in-game during the week. So I think with Bobby back, 
it's just going to make a world of difference. It's very rare. You know, football's not the NBA where, like, one guy comes and all of a sudden you, like, win 10 more games. But I think Bobby has that type of impact on this specific franchise on defense, particularly against the run. Like, I don't care how old Bobby gets. He'd be 45 years old. I bet you he'll still be able to, like, hit a pulling guard and fill a B-gap. Like, he's just always going to be good at that. And that's what they didn't have last year. So I think the run defense being better um, than it was last year because it was god-awful, I think that'll help the defense a lot. I believe in the secondary. I think the secondary is going to be really solid, regardless of where first-round rookie Devin Witherspoon plays. So I think they'll be they'll make a big jump, like maybe even two jumps forward. I don't think we're in Legion of Boom territory um, quite yet because that was just a real – that was a group of badass dudes, let's just be honest. But I do think they'll, they'll probably be an average – defense which if you look at the Seahawks defenses after 2017 average is an accomplishment average is almost worth popping some champagne maybe like a glass of wine maybe not the full bottle you know like that would be a a huge step Michael Sean Dugar is with us he covers the Seahawks for the athletic I don't know how many people realize you know Pete Carroll's one of the oldest if not the oldest coach in the NFL how much longer do you think he's really going to do this at 71 yeah, he is the oldest coach. Um, I think he got that title when Tom Coughlin was no longer coaching. Um, and the other day, I tweeted this video too. Pete, during the special teams period, was running sprints, like the full length of the field. Now, I'm using sprint a little liberally here because he's 71. He's only so much sprinting he's actually doing. But he was just running up and down the field, like by himself, getting his cardio in. The fact that he's doing that, you know, a month before his 72nd birthday. Um, and the energy that he still brings day in and day out, not only when we're watching, um, but behind the scenes, you know, he just gets he just gets re-energized each year by the draft classes and all the newness. Like he wants to, he wants everybody to have that same first impression of him that he's just this super fiery coach, and it just never goes away. So um, I think as long as he, as long as Jody Allen, the owner of the team, wants him, and as long as Seattle's competitive year in and year out, which they have been. I think he'll do this, you know, as long as humanly possible. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Michael, appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight. Make it through, you know, without any injuries and without any press box incidents. How's that? Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll be great. They got good food at uh, Lumen Field. If you guys ever come down, you definitely got to check it out. So I appreciate <laughs> oh. you guys for having me. Michael Sean Dugar with a little positive report of the uh, press box meal in Seattle. Might have to try that out sometime. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman with you. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And speaking of food, Subway is offering free subs for life, but only if you change your name to Subway. How many people volunteered? We discuss it next on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Well, Michelle had a rough one yesterday with that Vlad Guerrero home run that didn't happen. But we're back at it today with our play of the night on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman in for the guys. And we are diving into the seedy world of betting on preseason football. Now, the Sharps, Michelle, say there's money to be made in the preseason. You know extra stuff about who's hurt and who's going to play and who's not going to play. I'm going to take advantage of that. I don't know why the Texans are favored by three. Going to that hostile environment tonight in the preseason in New England, I like the Patriots plus the three because – they have a veteran, experienced quarterback. Bailey Zappi's played before. I don't know what the heck C.J. Stroud's going to do. I don't know if Bill Belichick game-planned for this. Just call it a hunch. Give me the Patriots plus the three. It's our play of the night. When we're talking about betting on preseason football, it's probably time to move on to the next feature on the show, which we call Three and Out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. She is Michelle Smallman. I am Subway Goldhammer 850 uh, ESPN Cleveland is the station that I host on in Cleveland. Why I said that, I don't know, but it's just an old force of habit, so I'm just talking and saying words. Subway offered free subs for life if you change your name to Subway. Now, I thought, like, what, five people would do this and they'd pick one. Oh, no, 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 Michelle. 10,000 people are trying to change their name to Subway. Would you ever go Subway Smallman? And then you'd just have the card, right? You'd stroll into any Subway, anytime, anywhere, and you'd just swipe and get a free sandwich. Boom. I'm not going to lie. Subway Smallman kind of has a ring to it, no? It's not awful. It's It's like a nickname. Like, you know, like if you ride the train all the time. Why Subway Smallman. Oh, she she's right down in the on the 23rd <laughs> Street. One train a stop. Subway Smallman. We know her. She's a stable, whatever it is. Um, so here's the thing, Aaron. No, I would not do it. However, this is the way I thought about it, because this is the way my brain works. There's a lot of people out there that are unfortunately very food insecure. So if I had to change my name in order to make sure that I never had to worry about paying for food, I would do it. But if you were just asking if I would do it to have Subway specifically for life, no. I love a sub sandwich. Can't get enough sub sandwiches, honestly. But Subway Smallman, I don't know. What about it's kind of Wen- cool, but no. Wendy Smallman for free Wendy's for life? 
Oh, I do love Wendy's. Do love those fries. And Underrated you could, you fries. Could be I'm a saying. Wendy. Yeah, you, you could think be a so? Wendy. I don't yeah, think I could pull off a Wendy. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Um, Chipotle Smallman. <laughs> Jack in the Box Smallman. <laughs> um, I had a photo shoot today, and I guess there's a rumor flying around town where I live here in Cleveland that my ugly mug is going to be up on a billboard somewhere. <sighs> Which might be one of an all-time, like, checking off an all-time great life bucket list. What do you think it feels like, Michelle, to be driving down the highway and look up and see yourself staring back at you on a billboard? It's got to be a pretty cool feeling. It's on my bucket list. I have a list of 25 things that I put together. My friends always give me the business for it because they think number one is just so outrageous. But on there is to be on a billboard. So you're actually living out one of my life dreams. You better be tweeting out that billboard. I want to see what it looks like. I know, and I hope it's not a goobery. Like, I tried so hard. Do I go no teeth? Do I go lots of teeth? Do I go big smile? Do I go candid photo? Yeah. I'm just not super photogenic. It's a very tricky art. Do you get any approval on the photo that's selected? I think our marketing team is probably going to take whatever they want and use whatever they want, which is terrifying. Oh, I'm and, looking and, at your current yeah, headshot. That, that's it's terrible. beaming, just it's thrilled a, it's a, it's to take a, the photo. It's a lot of gremlin. Yeah, that's not a great picture. I'm not exactly thrilled with it. And by the way, that photo keeps popping up every Sports Center appearance, uh, every uh, morning show appearance. Like that'll keep popping up on your television when my name appears. So does that horrible picture. Three and out, Canty and Carlin. It's National Lazy Day, Michelle. What's the laziest thing you do? Sometimes I don't close cabinets. I'm like, you know what? I'm coming back there later today. Why do I need to close it? Leave the cabinet open. Yeah, do you um, stir my mom crazy? Sometimes um, I really don't want to get out of bed to brush my teeth. Do oh. you ever have this happen? No. Where you fall asleep. Listen, you, oh. you're watching something and you fall asleep. And I always do it. But I'm like, oh, like I just I'm so comfortable right now in this bed, like the last thing. And I end up and now, thank God, I'm with my wife because she makes me get as she's like, if you don't brush your teeth, you're getting a divorce. Joe and Amber's coming up next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.